Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable marketing and business development insights from innovative thinkers. The podcast series is brought to you by Ackert, the company behind Pipeline Plus. Tired of overcomplicated CRM? Pipeline Plus is the easiest business development tool you'll ever use. It helps you organize and focus on your most important relationships. With instructional e-learning tutorials and concrete suggestions from our built-in AI, Pipeline Plus gives you everything you need to get new business from your existing network. Visit AckertInc.com to learn more. Hello and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today my guest is Kip Guthrie. Kip is part of the Ackert faculty. He's formerly the CMO of Perkins Coie, and before that, he was at DLA Piper. Kip, it's great to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, David. So I thought we could do something special in this episode. You and I have been having a lot of conversations about 2021 and what we've been observing in the marketplace and some of the demand that we've been seeing from our client base. I thought this might be a fun opportunity to speak to some of what firms are looking for, what they want to accomplish amidst all of this current activity, and uh, some of our predictions for uh, what the smart firms are likely to experience if they play their cards just right. So let's start with just a few reflections on 2021. Sure. I, you know, 2021 was a really good year. I think coming off of 2020, we were really happy to see that you know, demand was up. Uh, we are facing high inflation, uh, and that's a challenge. And there's certainly the talent wars have heated up dramatically. I think what we're also seeing is that the, the cuts that really contributed to profitability in, in 2021, that Firms are really looking and, and smartly looking at how they can reinvest in those areas, business development in particular, but also practice management to, to, to really help ensure that going into 2022, they're, they're focused on driving production and greater profitability. Yeah, we're seeing firms are busier than they've ever been. And things like practice management are more important than ever, but also there seems to be less bandwidth for it. The talent war, as you mentioned, is top of mind in all of our managing partner roundtables. That's one of the first topics that they want to talk to each other about. How are you navigating the talent war? How are you navigating retention? And ultimately, does anybody know a good recruiter? So these are sort of the, the questions that they're asking each other. There's also been some interesting attention on what are we going to do about rates? There was an article that just came out a week or two ago on how uh, rates are expected to go up significantly to uh, accommodate for the fact that talent is costing more than it ever has. Law firms are really you know, sticker shocked at what they're having to pay in order to bring new talent and the right kind of talent into their uh, firms. Talk to us a little bit about your thoughts as it relates to some of those topics. Pricing has always been a challenge uh, for, for firms of all sizes. And I think, you know, particularly in the, the mid-market right now, as, as you, you know, nicely iterated, that you know, between the talent wars and inflation, the mid-sized firms are really starting to focus on you know, this area that we'll call practice management. And it, it's an area that uh, firms have invested a good deal in over the course of the last 
10 years, I think maybe going way back to you know the ACC value challenge back in 2011. And we're really seeing it boom in terms of the professionalism that's uh, being driven in the market. You see legal value network has become a really popular area of uh, attention and related associations like Sally. And uh, I know you had a podcast about uh, the, the Sally initiative itself. But I think you, know, you look at that and you say, well, the, the big firms have done a couple of things. One is, is that they've invested in practice management. And the good thing is they've suffered some of the challenges and overcome some of the hurdles through that. And so we're able to look at the opportunities that are presented across the market for the experiences uh, of the, those uh, other firms. Smaller firms have been less aggressive uh, on the rate increase front. And I think ultimately that's really been a matter of confidence. Uh, certainly as you see your competitors' prices growing, the gap there presents an opportunity that firms are, or smaller firms are, are looking at and saying, there's an opportunity here for us and uh, we need to think about how we take advantage. Yeah, that takes us into some of the work that we've been doing on profitability assessment and optimization, especially with mid-sized firms, but many of them are feeling like they're leaving money on the table. Oftentimes, the topic of rates is one that becomes emotional for any timekeeper. You know, you've got the client relationship, which is more important than anything. And do you really want to have the conversation about, hey, we're increasing our rates by a significant jump? because the talent war is what it is right now. That's not an easy conversation to have with clients. And of course, you know, lawyers in particular are prone to write-offs, write-downs, discounts, basically whatever they feel they need to do in order to sustain that client relationship. Anything except actually talk to the client and get a sense of their expectations, get a sense of whether or not the value is really there. There's a lot of assumptions that get made when the lawyer is about to send the invoice on how that might be received. And so this profitability assessment and analysis exercise has been really interesting because what we've been able to see is, first of all, some practices are very profitable, some are very busy, some are not. And where are those imbalances at the firm? We've been able to conduct client feedback interviews and bring that client perspective back to the firm. And in some cases, they're seeing that the clients may not be as fee sensitive as the lawyers are anticipating and that they may be negotiating against themselves in advance of sending those fees out. There's also a lot to be said for just going out to the marketplace and looking at what our competitors charging. Again, assumptions can be made. Well, we did that analysis a few years ago and it turns out that they're charging less than we are. Well, in the last few years, maybe things have changed. So a lot of this exercise is about truing up the facts and making business decisions based on real-time information that's coming from the marketplace, coming from the client base, and also coming from the firm's finances itself. All of that has led to some new decision-making uh, on behalf of firm management when it comes to this idea of uh, setting rates, putting rate processes in place, and ultimately how to be more profitable. Well, and I think you kicked, you just hit on some of the most important issues around this topic, which is what what does the data say? I think too frequently we're going on gut uh, or putting a you know finger into the wind or making decisions based on some past experiences, which which may or may not be applicable. 
today. So, you know, the client feedback element has been really informative for, for the clients that we worked with, David. I mean, as, as you saw, you know, the, and you just mentioned that there are clients that are clearly indicating that they understand where the value is in the work that's being delivered to them. And that's not to say that price isn't a consideration. Uh, it absolutely is. It always will be. But they, they also appreciate that there is, this is not a race to the bottom to find the cheapest price. It's really about finding the best value in terms of the, the deliverable, in terms of the results, the solution, the understanding of my business. So it's, it's really informative uh, to clients to, to, to take that step as they're thinking about uh, rates, uh, among other things. The other thing is, you know, data is available, as you suggested, you know, to, to compare firms to one another. And data is never perfect. It's never, it's never enough. Uh, but you have to actually look at things that are objective. And you can find good data that I think you can get comfortable with and say that, you know, look, this does apply to us uh, ultimately. And I think that is, you know, the muscle that uh, firms really are starting to develop. It's, it's looking at things from a more objective perspective so that uh, they can make smarter business decisions. I hear you on that. And I, I agree. I think there is certainly a greater emphasis on data. I still see mostly, and again, I'm talking about the mid-sized firm space, obviously among the larger firms, there's a lot more sophistication when it comes to their approach to data capture and analysis. But there is still among the small and mid-sized firm, this tendency to really just look at lagging indicators. How did we do last month, last quarter? What was our profitability? What was our revenue? How are our hours? What are we looking at in terms of work in progress? But very little of a view further into the future. How are we trending in terms of our marketing activity? What's going on in terms of our business development activity? And what is that likely to imply for the work that's going to be coming in the door in the next six to 12 months? These are the kinds of more sort of forward looking data points that tend to be overlooked among the small and mid-sized firms. And in some cases, it's because they don't believe they have the tools for it. These tools do exist. And in some cases, I think it's just a matter of following precedent and doing things the way we've always done it. You know, I, I think, you know, forward looking is, is where we all always want to focus a good deal of our attention. It's easy to kind of get caught up in the data points that uh, firms are good at looking at, you know, and those are, tend to be lagging, as you suggest. But, you know, these, these profitability analyses and, uh, you know, really give an opportunity to do some forward forward-looking thinking, uh, better understanding on a, a practice and client basis, you know, where, where the revenue is really coming, where the profitable revenue is coming from. And so it really starts a new conversation about, well, you know, where should we be investing? And certainly uh, there are practices that are just booming right now. And we've seen the corporate uh, practice demand is just off the charts. And, but that's not to say it's across the board. Uh, and so one thing to be thinking about is, you know, how are we going to keep our pipelines full? You know, let's hope M&A continues to be the strong practice it is forever, uh, but litigation continues to lag, IP continues to lag, employment is a little flat. So these are areas where firms really need to be thinking about, uh, you know, building upon their pipeline and investing in their lawyer's ability to, to increase their productivity. Yeah, that's right. And going back to this notion earlier of billing confidence, you know, that is a talent development issue at the end of the day. You've got to work with your lawyers to ensure that they are getting through whatever psychological barriers they have to have 
candid conversations with their clients, set expectations. If accommodations need to be made, then let's make them based on a real-time dialogue and not based on you know, a notion that is perhaps untested. So as we zoom out a little bit here and we look at firms that really seem to be preparing themselves well for a strong year or perhaps even set of years, these are the firms that are setting themselves apart by not just riding this wave. They are doing additional things that ensure that they are going to come out of this in a really strong position because we know the pendulum will swing back the other way. It always has in the past. It will again. And those firms that just sort of you know held on for dear life and, and rode the wave but didn't do uh, much else in terms of reinforcing their foundation are likely to feel those effects. They will be uh, overbloated in terms of talent. They will have hired a lot of people to deal with demand that will start to taper off, and they will not have necessarily invested in those people such that they can sustain themselves with books of business. They can assume meaningful leadership roles at the firm, and that's definitely one thing to think about. The other thing that firms that are being a little more savvy about this are doing is that they are engaging in client feedback programs, having conversations with clients. Uh, through third parties or through formal initiatives, not just sort of finger in the wind. Well, you know, yeah, I chat with my clients, so sure, I can I can tell you what they're thinking. But really uh, having a more structured process around gleaning the kinds of insights that will help them make strategic decisions about how do we grow this client beyond this phase that we're going through? How do we make sure that we satisfy the client? How do we make sure that we're doing everything we can to retain the client? Because Lord knows it's a competitive environment. And then as you mentioned earlier, there's data, whether we're looking at the marketplace, what's the competitive landscape looking like, whether we are looking at driving forces in the industry, how are we putting together those hypotheses that help us make smart business decisions and predictions, frankly, about where we want to be when this period uh, starts to kind of crest and ebb. There, there's no question that you know a, a lot of firms are experiencing different types of revenue, profitability, forward-looking opportunity. But you know, there's the one thing that's been really consistent in, in the work that you and I are doing, David, is that you know it, it is an iterative process. There are certain elements to it. We've talked about you know the client feedback portion. There's the profitability analysis. There's you know, a greater comfort level with developing and using data as a forward-looking tool. It is iterative, but one thing that, that you and I have seen is that, you know, those small steps really have significant impact. Ultimately, these are all very positive things where managing partners and other leaders of the firm are really doing their part to try and strategically think about how do we enhance the revenue for the firm in a profitable way, how do we deliver greater value to our clients and how can we continue to be a more forward-looking uh, firm? And, and those firms that are making those small steps are really seeing you know, immediate and very satisfying rewards from the effort. Yeah, that's right. I think the, the key is let's retain our talent, let's invest in them, let's train them, let's make sure that they're prepared to be profitable leaders in the future, let's invest in our client base, let's make sure that we're providing as much value as possible to them. And at the same time, let's make sure that we're optimizing our firm as a business so that it is a profitable enterprise and that we're, uh, again, not just being reactive to a boom, uh, but that we're ultimately looking at the, the bigger picture. Indeed, indeed. 
Well, Kip, it's always great to chat with you about these things. And I hope listeners, you've found it helpful to listen in on one of our conversations about the kinds of things we're seeing and the kinds of things we're doing. And we're always happy to chat with any of you about how we can do some of these things uh, for your firm. With that, I'm David Ackert. I've been joined by Kip Guthrie, and we'll be signing off and seeing you all on the next episode of the Market Leaders Podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by Ackert, the company that solves business development problems for professionals around the world. Visit ackertinc.com to learn more about our consulting, coaching, and technology solutions.